say welcome to everyone again who's online and to those who are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And if you are here with me in person, whether you're in the courtyard or in the sanctuary, I just want to let you know that I like to hear a little bit of a response when I'm, when I'm preaching. So if you want to say amen, or you can even say like, preach it, sister, whatever you want to say, that's fine. Does that sound good? All right. Awesome. <laughs> so we're continuing this week in our series that's called When I Can't Take It Anymore. And last week we heard from Pastor Tim about how sometimes we go through difficult and just hard situations in life and we can feel stuck in those situations. But Pastor Tim explained to us last week that when we're in those situations, it is critical that we interrogate the expectations that we have so that we don't live continuously in frustration. And If you did not catch that message, and if you'd like to, our past messages are always available to watch on YouTube, so you can feel free to catch up there. Um, And today, you should have received a handout for today's message, so you can follow along, take notes. If you didn't get one, you can wave your hand, and our helpful ushers will bring you one. And if you're online today, the handout is available to you if you go to our updates page on our website. It's sm4.org slash updates, and you'll see the link there so you can download the handout for today and you can follow along as well. So today we are going to be looking at what to do when we feel stuck in difficult situations and how we can creatively find ways to get unstuck. Unfortunately, one of the biggest reasons that we can feel stuck and we can feel like we can't figure out how to get out of these really difficult situations is because stress can rob us of our ability to think creatively about the problem. And that is your first fill-in in your handout today if you're taking notes. Stress can rob us of our ability to think creatively about the problem. Simply put, stress messes with our minds. When we face something stressful, creativity is one of the first things to go out the window. And science actually backs this up. There was a exper- an experiment that was done several years ago where they brought together a group of people and they split them up in half. And half of the group spent 30 minutes watching a very stressful scene from a war movie. So they are watching this scene just being impacted by just the brutality that's going on and the stressfulness of that situation. But the other half of the group, they watched Shrek, which is like a comedy for children. (laughs) And uh, so They were all having fun, singing with a talking donkey, and then they were watching really stressful war scenes, okay? Then after the 30 minutes, they took an assessment. Each individual took an assessment to test their creativity. And the people who had watched Shrek did 39% better on that assessment than those who had watched the war movie. So we can see that 
stressful situations, whether we're watching them on TV or we're really living through those difficult situations, it can affect the way that our mind works. And it inhibits us from sometimes being creative and being able to think about what we can do to get out of the situation. And so it's kind of like a cycle. We're stressed, so we can't figure out how to get out. So we're stressed, we can't figure out how to get out. And it's this whole cycle that we go through. However, God doesn't want us to stay stuck like that. And that's why it's so important what we talked about last week about interrogating our expectations. Because when we make those needed adjustments in our expectations, it can be a huge stress reliever because we're no longer fighting against reality. We now have the expectation that we will go through hard things sometimes. And we know that we're not immune from hell's attacks against us. And so we don't have to be frustrated by those things because we expect them now. We know that sometimes we're going to go through those things. And so it's a huge stress reliever in our life. And so because when we, when we release some of that stress, we no longer have to be faced with this like fight or flight mentality where either you're going to stand up and face it or you're going to run away crying. We no longer have to live in that situation. And we can begin to use the creative mind that God has given us. Because God has so much more for us than just feeling like we have to live stuck in difficult situations. So today, we're going to look at the story from Paul in Thessalonians that we started looking at last week. Because Paul went through a really stressful situation, and he figured out how to work through it. So we're going to look at this. And we talked about last week how he was writing this letter to the church in Thessalonians, or Thessalonica, they were the Thessalonians, the church in Thessalonica, and they were his friends, and he really, really wanted to go and see them. But he said that he kept getting blocked. Every time he would try to go, he was stopped. And in 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 through 18, this is what it says. After we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you. And I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. So Paul was in a very stressful situation. He really, really wanted to go and be with his friends in Thessalonica. His desire to be with his friends was so intense that even a few verses later, he says, we could stand it no longer. He couldn't stand being away from his friends. And in this situation, it might have been easy for Paul to just give up to forget about going to see them because he kept trying and he kept getting stopped. So he could have just given up, but he didn't. He was able to find a creative workaround to be able to accomplish the goal. And the steps that Paul took to come up with this creative workaround are not only brilliant, (laughs) but they also can help us get unstuck from the situations that we are in. So, The first point today, and it's on your handout, is to advance creatively like Paul did, we must 
redefine the win. We have to redefine our win. Paul had the plan in mind that he would go visit the Thessalonian church. But the plan wasn't working. So he had to go back to the drawing board to redefine what the win would look like in that situation so that he would not be stopped or stuck any longer. His original win was that he would go to the church, that he would see all the Thessalonians, and that he would take this small team of missionaries along with them so that he could encourage the church. And that's what he did very often. He would take this group of missionaries with him, and they would travel wherever they wanted to go. But for some reason in this situation, it wasn't possible. So Paul had to switch the way that he was thinking. What he realized was that the win in his situation was not himself going to see the Thessalonians, but that someone would be able to go and be with them. And in this situation, that someone turned out to be Timothy. We talked about this a little bit last week, and in 1 Thessalonians 3, 1 through 3, this is what it says, and this was the solution that they came up with. It says, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens. And we thought it best to send Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. Their redefined win was that someone would go and encourage the church. Paul realized it doesn't have to be me. Someone needs to get there. And if someone gets there, then I'm going to declare that that is a win. So he chose to redefine the win, even though it wasn't what he originally desired. He wanted to go be with his friends. But he redefined the win in the situation so that the goal would be accomplished no matter the cost. The most important thing to him was making sure that God's purpose was accomplished and that hell would not win. In that situation, hell did not want the church to be encouraged. And so Paul decided, hey, if I can't go, I'm not going to let hell win. I'm going to send somebody else in my place who can get there and who can encourage the church and support them. And I believe that there are times in all of our lives where we need to redefine our win. And one of the ways that I see this the most is in broken relationships. Maybe there's a situation that you're in that uh, has caused a relationship with someone that you work with or maybe a relative or just somebody that you know. And that relationship has been broken because of this situation. Maybe... They're just kind of a jerk, (laughs) or maybe they're just a broken person, and that situation that they're causing with you is really stressful in your life. And so maybe you try to avoid them because of the stress that that situation causes, but if they're your coworker, you still have to see them every day at work, or if they're a relative, maybe you have to see them every Thanksgiving. Um, And so... 
instead of being stuck in a stressful situation, we can redefine the win. Originally, maybe you would think the win would only be if the relationship is restored and that person becomes my best friend. But if that's not possible in every situation, we can redefine the win so that hell cannot prevail and hell does not win. We can move on and choose to focus on something new. And in this case, we might decide that the win would be that God would put it on our hearts to pray for that person. Because in that way, hell is stopped and God's will is still being accomplished. To redefine the win, it's really important to think about the long term. Because it's not about fixing the problem right now. It's about taking small steps to accomplish the goal. Because the ultimate goal is doing whatever is necessary to make sure that the devil does not win. And in my own life, I have faced situations where I have had to redefine my win. If you've known me for very long, you might have heard me talk about some of the difficulties that I faced with my health. And it was almost five years ago now that I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And you might see me up here every Sunday singing and jumping around in worship. Um, but I just want to tell you that the symptoms that are caused by this disease greatly affect my life. And some days I am hit with such an extreme exhaustion that even the simplest things become very, very difficult for me to do. And this disease, it also affects many of the processes that go on in the body. And so even little things are affected, like my hair falls out and I have really dry skin and I'm really sensitive to the hot and the cold and many things like that. And I get dizzy. And sometimes it actually affects my ability to sing the way that I used to. And when I was diagnosed five years ago, I felt very stuck. I didn't know how I was going to live the rest of my life feeling the way that I was feeling. And I didn't want to live this way. I thought that the only win in this situation would be if I no longer had the disease and if all of the symptoms were gone. I thought that was the only way that I could win. But the doctors told me that there was nothing that they could do. And so today, I still am living with this disease and I pray and I believe that God can heal me. But I decided to redefine what the win would look like for me. The win could no longer be that all of my symptoms were gone because the doctors said that was impossible. And I believe that God can do the impossible. But I decided that instead of being focused on just getting this disease out of my body, what I would allow it to do is to make me more aware of the grace of God in my life. And that I would be challenged and I would grow in learning how to be joyful even through my symptoms. Because I know that God has not left me and I am determined to not let the devil win in my life. 
And so when I was diagnosed, I talked to my parents and I said, well, it took a while. It wasn't right away. But I talked to my parents and I said, I want to find joy. Would you help me find joy in these situations? And so we actually have an inside joke. Uh, every time that a hair falls off and it's on my back and they pull it off, we have an inside joke that we say to each other because I don't want to live just being sad about my hair falling out. I want to be able to find the joy in things and move on from being stuck. And how my body is really sensitive to temperature. Now I have an even greater appreciation for those days where it's just the perfect temperature. <laughs> and I, I'll sit down in the backyard and I'll just close my eyes and I'll drink it in in a way that I never did before. I never took the time to appreciate it. And now that sometimes my voice is more strained and is more difficult for me to sing, I found different techniques to be able to sing. And every time I lift my voice in worship, I become more and more thankful for the grace of God in my life. This leads me to my next point today, that in order to advance creatively, we need to let go of plan A. We need to let go of plan A. If we are stuck believing that plan A is the only way to get through, we are going to remain stuck. If Paul believed that the only way to encourage and strengthen the church in Thessalonica was to go himself, then the church probably never would have been encouraged and strengthened. He let go of the plan to go himself, and he sent someone else in his place because he knew that God had a better plan. Letting go of the first plan is not the same as giving up. Maybe you hear my story, and you think, oh, it kind of sounds like you're giving up. It sounds like you don't have enough faith to believe that you'll be healed. But let me tell you, I have faith that God could heal me right now. And I will still continue to pray for that. But I know that God might have a bigger plan for my life. So who am I to stay stuck in plan A? If I would just trust him enough to let go of my own plan and what I think is best, something greater might come about. And you might think, well, great, that's your story, but that doesn't really sound very biblical just to like believe that God might not heal you. But let me tell you, there are parts of the Bible and there are scriptures that explain just this kind of situation. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul actually goes through a situation that is very similar. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes about having a thorn in his flesh. And this was not a literal, like, thorn in his side, but it was figurative language that he used to describe something that was afflicting him and tormenting him. The Bible doesn't tell us what that was. It might be a situation or it might have been something that he was going through, but something was afflicting his life. And this is what it says that he did about it. 
It says three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time, this is what God said. My grace is all that you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Paul's original plan was that God would take away this thing that was afflicting him and tormenting him. But he chose to let go of plan A because God told him, my grace is enough for you. I am sufficient. My strength will carry you through. God had a plan to work through Paul in a way that probably would not have been possible if he wasn't going through this hardship. When we let go of plan A, that means we have the opportunity to embrace plan B. But let me tell you from my own experience that plan B might also not work out. And so we might need to move on to plan C and D and E and F, but it doesn't matter. And that does not mean that we're giving up or that we failed. What it means is that we are setting our priorities. It means we are deciding what is important and redefining what our win is. In my life, I decided that it wasn't as important to be disease-free. What was more important than that was saying, God, even in all of my symptoms that I face, I want to experience your grace on a deeper level. And I want to be filled with your joy in a way that I never have been before. And I want your strength to work through me. I want to walk in your grace. I do not want the devil to win in my situation. And so I said goodbye to plan A so that I could walk in the strength of plan B that God had for me. But let me tell you that this can still be difficult. But it's really okay because God never said that we had to walk this all out alone. Sometimes one of the best things to do to creatively find ways to get unstuck is to bring more people around you to help you out. So the third step today to advance creatively is to get the team involved. In Paul's situation with the Thessalonians, he didn't say, I decided to do this, I'm going to do this, I, I, I. But what he wrote was, when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to send Timothy. We thought it best. He processed and he made the decision with other people. For me in my life, I am so, so thankful to have a team of people around me that help me process and will help to just strengthen me along the way. I have incredible parents. I have an amazing fiance and his family. And I have doctors. I have a therapist. I have specialists. Those people can all be a part of your team too. You do not have to feel 
like you're walking through this alone. And I love, there are several verses in Proverbs that talk about how when there are more people surrounding you, that's when we're strengthened. And one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 24, 6, which says, For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Sometimes to get the victory, to get that win, we need to surround ourselves with people who can stand by our side and support us and lift us up and to give us wise and godly counsel. After all, God is the ultimate creative. He can come up with whatever solution and he's powerful enough to bring it to completion. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. And he has also given us people to stand by our side. Going through life's most difficult seasons can be draining. And there can be times when it's really easy to just feel stuck and alone. Trust me, I've had moments where I felt like I could not move on and I felt so alone because I thought nobody can really understand what I'm going through with this disease. Nobody knows the pain that I'm going through. But when I choose to let people in and when I'm honest with the things that I'm going through, with the people in my life that are close to me, they might not understand completely but they can stand with me. When I'm stressed out and I can't figure out a way to get past this point, when I can't figure out a way to get unstuck, I let the people around me in to those most vulnerable moments because it's often them that help me to think of creative ways to get unstuck. We don't have to try to do it all by ourselves. And I want to tell you today, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what situation you're going through, no matter how you might feel stuck, you do not have to go through it alone. And so today, actually, as we close, I'm going to invite Pastor Lisa and some others who would be here to pray with you and to talk to you. If you want to process with somebody, these are incredible people to get on your team because they will intercede on your behalf and they will pray that God would show up in your life and he would give you those creative ways to redefine your win so that you no longer have to be stuck. And I want to encourage you as well for those who are watching online that you can go to our website on our contact page at sm4.org and you can send us a message and let us know how we can stand with you because you are not alone. You have people here that will just surround you in prayer and to love on you and to help you in whatever situation you find yourself in. So please feel free to send us a message there. And if you're here in person, feel free to come up today because God does not want you to feel stuck where you are. 
there are creative ways that we can redefine the win in our lives so that hell will not win. And that God's plan and his will will be accomplished no matter what. And we can feel free to let go of the original plan, to let go of plan A so that we can embrace the plan that God has for us. And as you leave today, whether you're coming up for prayer or as you just go on your way home today, I want to encourage you to think about least one person who you want to be on your team. And if they're not on your team already, then I encourage you to go talk to them. But if they're already somebody that you're really close to, I just want you to think about that because I want you to always remember when you're going through those tough times that you're not alone. So I want you to think of that one person as you leave today. That's your homework as you go. (laughs) Think of one person who's on your team so that in your darkest moments you'll know I'm not alone. I have someone with me who will encourage me, who will stand by my side and who will help me to think of creative ways to get unstuck. Next week, Pastor Tim will be back And he'll be speaking about how we can continue to pursue God's will even after we've embraced plan B. So we are so excited for you to join us back next week. We love you, church. Have a great, great week. And please feel free to come up for prayer. We love you. Have a great day.